Awesome. Alan, so man, we both are, well, you're still in the CCA right now, right? I sure am. Yeah. 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 So I probably have it halfway through. Okay, man. So you're getting into the, the, the deep, the meat of the certainty operating system. Um, and this is the investor frame podcast. So let's talk about the investor (laughs) frame. What is that? Does it, you know, do you, you've, you've covered that frame already? We, yeah, we talked about it last uh, two weeks ago. So um, why don't you refresh my memory and then we'll talk through it. Yep. So the investor frame basically asked the question, knowing what I know now, would I choose mm-hmm. to opt into this current situation? You can apply that to business. You could apply that to, you know, knowing what I know now about this employee, would I hire them again? Right. Another way of saying this is like, hey, if I gave you a million dollars for your business right now, would you buy your business back with it? Same thing with rental properties, right? Like knowing what you know now, would you choose to buy that same project, that same property? Right. This is this is how I understand the investor frame. Yeah. Knowing what you know now, would you still marry your wife? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Probably don't want to say that one. Well, uh, I, so. I would. I certainly would, but I don't know if everyone would. <laughs> they need to yeah, they need I, to adopt the investor frame. <laughs> I think that uh, the biggest thing for me is it's that recommitment that's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, you know, I've been investing for a long time in a lot of different spaces. And, you know, like you make certain decisions based on the data that you have at the time. Uh, and you hope those were the best decisions at the time, but data is constantly evolving and, and my own life situation is constantly evolving. So, uh, so I, I think having that, um, that, that wording, uh, what's the right way, have, having the right uh, vocabulary to say, hey, hold on a second, like, is this still what I think it is? Because in my mind, we assign a ton of like emotional value to these investing decisions. Um, you know, whether it's like real estate, whether it's crypto, whether it's stocks, doesn't really matter. But if we have all this emotional tie into like, I'm a success because I made that decision, you're never going to actually opt out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to just say like, hold on, let's look at it like subjectively, is this still the right investment for me? Is this still the right position? Uh, that That is, that's powerful because I think in, Maybe, maybe like professional hedge fund managers think that way, but most of us uh, in uh, everyday life don't think that way. And so it, it's a real, it's a real good thought exercise. It's a version of loss aversion, right? Right. Like we, we don't want, we make a decision and then later we realize like, I kind of wish I hadn't made that decision. Yeah. But like we have loss aversion. We don't want to potentially have, you know, admit that we made a bad idea. Maybe the, you know, it's going to take too much effort to get rid of that employee to hire somebody else. So like, let's just leave them there. So what happens is we main, we end up maintaining all these convenience assets. It's just easier to not do anything about it, but it's like, uh, but yeah, but (laughs) If by by choosing to stay in that investment or in that decision, it's the same thing as opting into it again. I I think that it's also um, we've made this decision a part of our identity. Yeah, and that that so that loss aversion is really about loss of identity in a sense, right? Sure. Because like you're saying, like oh, I had this happen with an employee that I had, and I I should have let him go 
months before I actually did it. Um, but it was like, oh, I made the choice to bring him in. He was working out, but he hasn't been for this time. So if I say like, there's a problem, then it's like, I was the one that decided to hire him. So, you know, and, and I think that that's probably the biggest thing that a lot of us overlook is it's really, I mean, it's so easy to look at a spreadsheet and say, yes, no, but the reality is like, if we've tied our identity into like the decision we made, then we don't want to go against it because it means we're saying we made a mistake and we don't, most of us never want to say that we made a mistake. Right. Um, Even, even if like we say, oh yeah, I admit to my mistake, but like deep down inside your, you know, heart and your head, like we, we don't want to say that we made bad choices. Um, So the frame, the shift that I got from the last call that I had when it came to this topic was really like, oh, I am the, uh, I am the creator of new ideas. I'm not all of the ideas I've ever had. Mm, that's really um, good. So just, just to position myself to say, like, I take advantage of opportunity where I find it. And when the opportunity is no longer there, I let go of it. And that's my identity versus I'm someone that owns this many rentals or owns this much crypto. Um, it's more just about I'm, I'm, I'm the maker of the choices, not the, the identity that I am is not my choices. Well, you are, you are using the investor frame with your own real estate business, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to understand how to leverage my portfolio um, in a way that gets, uh, gets better asset return for me and for other people um, through crypto, right? Like that's, that's really the biggest thing that I'm trying to focus on. It's like, okay, so I, I, I own all of these rentals, but the reality is like, I don't really need to like, I don't need to think of it in those terms. I can open up my portfolio and let people participate in it and take some of the cash flow in exchange for like my my idea is like I can raise money to pay off all the debt and then the cash flow just goes through the roof. Um, you know, because I make I make um probably close to 20 grand a month in cash flow, but my uh my mortgage payments are probably 18 grand, right? So I'm making about two grand a month, but that's you know, that's nothing, that's nothing spectacular. But if I think about it in terms of, well, would I, would I do this investment? Well, if I could get my passive in, if I can get that income up to like 10,000 a month, that starts getting really interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. And how could I do that? And how can I have other people support me and also have them benefit from it? Yeah. Well, and the, the, the application of the investor frame was basically just saying like, knowing what I know now, we found a better path forward, a better, more right. efficient path forward. And because we don't tie our identity to our decisions, mm-hmm. the, I should say to the decisions that were made, as you were saying, right? We tie our yep. identity to our ability to make good decisions, yeah. right? And as more data, as we learn more and new information is presented, we have to constantly apply this investor frame saying, knowing what I know now, would I choose to opt into this situation? Because by staying in it, we're basically making the same decision as to opt into it. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How have you applied this in your life, Paul? Um, through looking at my my business and saying, you know, on the let's take my active real estate business, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've be we've both become aware of the massive opportunity in the crypto market, right? Yep. And instead of saying, you know, when I looked at my business, it was taking up a lot of time, a lot of energy, right? It's hard to buy and sell, you know, even we're, we're buying about three or four houses a month at the moment, yep. right? It's, it's nothing compared to some of the folks in CG, but it's a lot for a new business owner yeah. and it takes up a lot of time and energy. And so I said to myself, like, 
would I choose to do this again? And the answer was no. Mm -hmm. Right. So I didn't just drop my entire business. Mm -hmm. What I did is I said, okay, well, what would I need to do? What would I need to change about the business in order to say, yes, I do want to keep that business. Mm -hmm. Right. So what did I do? We pared the team down. We cut out a lot of the overhead, let's just call it right. Doing all this marketing, all this type of outbound, uh, you know, marketing, I guess. And we shifted more towards a relationship style business. Why? Because that's a business I want, yeah. right? I enjoy relationships. What I get value out of is, is the relationship part of the business. And so I shifted my business away from a transactional business to a relationship business by using the investor frame. Yep. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. So, well, cool. Um, Keep reporting back because I, I I know you're probably just deep right in the heart of it, going through these frames and the growth principles and all that sort of stuff. So thanks for sharing uh, on the on the investor frame, and uh, we'll see you next time.